Hi guys, uh, welcome back to the Fitness in 15 podcast with me, uh, Alex Morell, and my very, 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 very formidable co-host, Peter Davis. All right, guys, how's it all going? How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm pretty good, man. How are you? Yeah, all good, all good. How's things, uh, how's things holding up over there? Yeah, not too bad. I'm not too bad. My uh, my little aero press arrived this afternoon, so... I'm just um, having a little bit of this coffee that um, Mark Holmes sent us. Yeah, I've got. Uh, oh, uh, how do you pronounce it? Amun- Amunra, Amunra. We'll, we'll link it. We'll link it. Yeah, we'll link it we'll, in, we'll in, we'll in the, link it in the, uh, in just, the bio. Just so you guys are aware, Alex and I are delving into coffee in this um, in this downtime that we've both got now. So the 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 actual idea of purchasing a proper coffee machine is very much up there but we're just teetering around with aero presses and v60s and uh and whatnot so i think there might be a little coffee coffee episode coming up soon but 100%, 15 minutes is probably what it takes you to make and drink a very good cup of coffee these days so yes that was my, that's my mindfulness at the time. that is my yeah. mindfulness at the moment the old v60 is out building the coffee uh, James Hoffman style, um, yeah. and then and going with it. So the last time we introduced ourselves, um, we said that we'll move on this week onto the topic of movement. It's a very, very broad, very uh, all-encompassing uh, topic, but it's one that sort of sits as our fundamental principle. Um, there's a, some people say strength, some people say power, whatever whatever their principles are. Uh, we we look at movement as a, a very um, sort of important factor within building kind any, of like a prerequisite isn't it yeah yeah any any athlete any person uh how you perform how you, you you remain healthy we we look at it as a sort of a a top of the tier principle mm. what uh what are your thoughts on the topic of movement then pete where where do you how would you describe it how would you explain it to someone a new a new <clears throat> person coming into the gym uh i think it's <clears throat> it's like driving a car you've got to when you start i remember we all go back to starting to drive when you you know when you're driving instructor it's like right get behind a wheel how do i get this car from a to b you have absolutely no idea um but you can always in, in and even when you pass your test you can always improve but when you when you're starting to learn to drive you've got to learn mirror signal maneuver all the bits and bobs that are on the road all the signs etc and there's a lot of information to take in and it takes time when you then pass your driving test and you learn the basics of good movement, for example, you then can make your own justifications and then your own manipulations of movement to create what is going to be better for your body. Because no one's bodies, no one's mechanics, no one's movement patterns are going to be the same. So movement has to be done on a very individual basis, um, in my opinion. And I think we want to look at movement first because it's very, very easy to, so you've got, got two schools of thought. You go into a gym and you go and do, let's say, a pretty intense circuit class. Two to three weeks later, you're feeling some aches and pains, you get some niggles, and then you and then something suddenly goes snap, and you're like, uh, do you know what? I got injured at that gym. And that's actually not the conversation that should be happening. The conversation was uh, that that happened six months ago, two years ago, that injury was just a little ticking time bomb waiting to happen. But because you've put intensity and load 
onto poor movement patterns, then you're inevitably going to wind up with an injury. Whereas if you look at movement first and then go through the process and then start adding loads and intensity, that's when you are safe and effective in, in the long term. And you're actually by spending, you know, two to three months learning how to move efficiently and, and, and in a, in a strong and a patterned way in a thought processed way, then you're actually in some terms injury preventing yourself for the future. Um, and that's pretty much my take, my take on that. And that's why it's, I think that's why it's so important. hundred percent. I think uh, not enough people actually look at it as an investment. People, yeah. people yeah. plant a tree and then they'll have to wait five years until it looks like they want it to look in their garden and they're happy to do okay. that. They're investing time in that, in buying the plants, buying the seeds, putting it in the ground, watering it, trimming it, making it look exactly what they want. Yeah. But they're, yeah, yeah. they're, not, uh, they're not happy to invest some time into hinging well, squatting well, pushing well, getting overhead. And it's just, it's one of the biggest frustrations sort of that, that I see, and especially in clinic. It's very, very, very rare that people have these significant injuries that they they think they have that Doctor Google tells them that they have. Yeah. What they've done is have a, had a really, really poor movement um, capacity. They've got really poor movement variability. They're not able to control sort of key markers throughout the body, and then they go, "Oh, I know. I'm going to try and sit, set a one rep max today." Yeah. What, have you earned the right to do that? Absolutely not. Yeah. Does your body remind you that you haven't earned the right to do it? Yes, that's why you're sat in front of me and we're having to build from the ground up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, strength uh, not given, isn't it? It certainly is, yeah. It certainly isn't. My my favourite quote that I've ever, and I can't remember who said it to me first, is you can't shoot a cannon from a canoe. I was just thinking, I was just about to say that. <laughs> There's no cannons been shot from an unstable canoe, so... If the hips aren't stable, if the midline's not stable, if the if the shoulder's not stable, and you're not able to control that position, you're not going to throw 60 kilos, 100 kilos, 120 kilos over your head wherever you're at in your, your your fitness journey, wherever your goals are. And if you can, you might do it once, you might do it twice, but at some point it's gonna it's gonna catch up yeah. with you. And the really hard thing is, especially now in the in, in the world of social media and whatnot, you can very easily look at someone online or on a video and you look at it and you go oh yeah that looks pretty simple but what you don't see is years of pre-patterning and also like nobody nobody posts mislifts nobody posts things that they that they that they don't do very well they all uh, post all the the fun looking stuff but what people don't realize is that they've done all the tiny little parts beforehand to be able to get to that stage and it's very easy to jump the gun and, and go off. Well, they look, I'm 35, they're 35. I've sat behind the desk for 15 years and they've been an athlete for 15 years. And it's very hard to get that, that connection between those two two people. 100%. And the, the body is the greatest adaptation and compensator that you will ever find. If a car breaks down, it breaks down, it doesn't compensate. If a shoulder breaks down, you have an injury, it'll learn to compensate and get you along uh, through your day. Yeah. You'll still be able to pick your kids up. You'll still be able to reach into the cupboard. But then when you try and push the realms of performance, or if you're trying to reach the heavier thing off the top of the cupboard, 
things start to break down and, and that adaptation becomes a sort of a, a disadvantage, uh, an inefficient way of moving and the, the nervous system will, will let you know about it. Um, again, that, that's probably another topic for a different day about the difference between damage and, and, and pain and injury and it's a, a whole different world. But um, I think so. what what would be great to, to talk to people about is if I was a new client coming into you, what would the first sort of two, three, four weeks, even months look like? Uh, what would your advice be to someone that's new to the gym? Obviously, people have got a lot of time at the moment to, to start training that they, they yeah. probably never have. What what takeaways, what advice would you give to people? I think first off, you've got to understand what people have done before and some context into somebody. So you could have someone that comes in that works behind a desk. You could have someone that's manual labor and those different contexts that are two very different avenues to go down. But I think the the biggest thing for me is to actually um, to talk to people first, understand what they've done before and also get help, understand what they think about what we do. And then once if if it's a different thought, then we just sort of help to under, get them to understand is is what the process is. And then realistically for us, um, we do a, um, uh, like a two hour movement work workshop with um, each person on an individual basis as best we can. Um, and that gives them the foundations of good movement. So we look at breathing patterns. We look at understanding the concepts of um, foot pressures and thought processes, which I think is going to be something we're going to come on to in a minute. But um, to understand that it's not a rush. And then from there, once we taught them basic movements, so we look at squat, we look at a hinge, and we look at a pressing movement above the head. And that gives us enough information to, to see where they are. And then really, the goal is to get them moving, um, but having very light loads. Um, so loading is not a pre, um, something that we put on very quickly. Um, and they can move with intensity on body weight movements, you know, things like that. But when it comes to load, that's, that's the thing that is going to cause some damage later on if the movement pads aren't there. So what we yeah. try and do is just get them to, and, and it's not, um a case of throwing you know loads and loads of information it's each session that they come in they're given something else to work on something else to work on and then it the gentle build of that it's like a drip feed into a um of water into a cup it slowly the information slowly starts building filling up whereas if we put all that information in straight at the start it's just gonna they'll forget everything um which is totally natural so we just put a, a really small bit of information in at the start um so that it just builds upon each other um i think is the main is the main thing um but yeah it's it doesn't need to be anything too complicated it's just got to be some basic functions um and 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 then it goes from there simple as that that's very nice i suppose if i was to to train the first time during this this isolation period what what would your biggest takeaway be what what sort of things should I be focusing on? I would say that yeah. first off, you've got to learn to squat. Simple yep. as that. First off, it's got to be a squat. So you've got to learn to be able to hinge from the hip uh, in a system. You've got to be learn to be able to keep a nice foot, uh, flat foot with a balanced position. Um, and then once you can achieve the basic movement of a squat and a hinge, 
So even simply standing up and, and driving the hips back with your feet um, flat on the floor and learning balance is one of the biggest things. There's so many cues out there where people are, you know, keep the weight on your heels, um, but it puts everything into a bad context. The foot is one of the biggest biggest parts to play and it has the biggest role in the movement that we're looking at in every single movement. You squat, you press, your deadlift, your hip hinge, jumping, landing, running, everything comes from those feet. And if we're not grounded, then we're going to go from there. So that would be the, I would, my first thing right now would be learn how to squat and learn how to stay balanced. Simple as that. 100%. 100%. And I think just following on from that, from a, a injury side, from a sort of a, an injury rehabilitation performance side, my, my biggest thing is all about foot pressures. If you get foot pressures right, the, the body sort of will will respond in a completely different way. If you're pushing through the heel, immediately that load is going up into the quads, up into the back. And what's the two biggest things that I see people for? Knee pain and back pain. Back pain, yeah. If you're not pushing through the midfoot, through the forefoot, you're not getting a calf, you're not getting a hamstring, you're not getting a glute. You might get them. Uh, if you put some EMG on someone, they might get a little bit. But if we look at a force transmission point of view in terms of how these muscles are working together in combination, and it's called core contractions, all these muscles working together to support the, the skeletal system within that. And it's the biggest, biggest difference that I can make with people very, very quickly um, in terms of that awareness and that intention to put, push through the floor. And I think the intention is a fantastic word because People now will think, oh, I'm going to train. I'm going to absolutely flog myself. Yeah. But just be aware of what your intention is. Is your intention to learn a new skill? So I'm doing two days a week at the moment training, developing and learning different skills. So I want to, after this period, I want to be better at Hanson's. I want to be better at uh, double unders. So yeah. that I've got two days in there, which are going to be fairly low threshold. Um, but I'm looking to develop my skills and come out the other side. Maybe you can, maybe people out there can spend two days focusing on foot pressures. What, what the feet doing and that, what's the awareness like through the foot? Um, having that stable tripod of the ball, the big toe ball, the little toe and the heel flat on the floor, pushing into the floor as the squat. Then do a squat with your weight on the heels, feel the difference. When you're running, think about what that foot's doing. Can you feel yourself on the, uh, pushing, pushing the floor away, springing? Uh, pushing off the big toe, which will, will have a chain reaction of the body. The, the glutes will fire better. You'll get better, a better rotation um, through the rib cage, um, and the, the system as a whole will work better. Um, I think it, this is a time that people will never get back, and it's a it's a massive opportunity for people to develop both physically and um, and mentally. Especially because currently what I've, what I've seen is that a lot of people have suddenly taken up running. Yeah. So, and they've also taken up moving at home, which is fantastic. Both are unbelievable. Um, but we're also spending still a lot of time sat, um, sat down. And the, the hard part now is you're going out for your hour a day and you're trying to smash that hour a day, which is great. But if you've, just, if you've not really run before, start slow, build. And go from yeah. there. Don't just jump into into in, into big distances or or big running. And if you're Definitely. we've um, transitioned all our move all our um, sessions onto online, which is ace. But we're focusing on very basic body weight movements, so that this is actually giving us a chance to improve people's movements currently 
um, because we're working on hip hingings, we're working on squats, we're working on you know basic midline function. Um, yeah. That's another thing I definitely would uh, understanding the role of your midline um, when you are doing exercise. Um, what would your if you were if someone wanted to talk about midline? So we've we've talked about this previously. If you are working at home now and you're wanting to get into a good posture, and what would be your your take home for uh, for midline function and also recovery from a bit of running that people are doing now, and and what's the biggest thing that you could give someone right now to make sure that they're moving well each time that they are exercising currently? So posture is going to have to be a podcast on itself. The best posture is a moving posture. It's, yeah. We're going to have to go into that. Uh, and I've got a lot of uh, gripes and frustrations that I can vent to you for 15 minutes. Uh, so we've, we've managed to run over again. Uh, but uh, we'll, uh, the, the biggest thing I can, I can tell people to do is explore movement. Um, bend, twist, rotate, extend. Explore movement. Find where you have restrictions push into that restriction but the biggest thing that people do is just stretch and if you think about your body and your nervous system your nervous system is constantly interpreting the information that your the peripheral tissues the receptors within those tissues the ligaments the muscles the skin uh ascending to it and it's making one of two decisions it's it's wanting to keep you safe or it's interpreting it as safe or unsafe and if there's something that it interprets as unsafe and it's outside of your your body's safety zone, which is is developed over time, it's an adaptation to your story, to your history, your injury history, your current day-to-day movement habits, what happens is as you sort of move outside of that safety zone, the body reacts in a, in a negative way. It creates painful sensations. It locks things down. So moving with intent, pushing those barriers and that those movements but also trying to create some control in it trying to hook, yeah. trying to have some nice relaxed breathing as you as you're going into a movement trying for example let, let's say you're doing a, a squat can you squat sit and sit through the full foot and take 10 deep breaths in the bottom position probably not no there you go try that nail that then move on to the next I'm going to have to go and find out if I can do that. <laughs> but breathing's a, a massive giveaway into how stressful something is. And again, the breathing concept is probably another podcast in itself, but it's a reflection of the stress place on the nervous system. Can you maintain nasal breathing in and out through the nose in a, in a position which is challenging you? If you can, you're probably stable there. If you can't, probably not. Fair point. So that, we're going to have to wrap up there. Um, we've run over yeah. again, so apologise if you've uh, finished your, your walk, your bike ride, your, your commute into work. Uh, I think our next podcast is on strength. Am I correct? It is, yeah. It is. Perfect. So as, as before, guys, we hope you're enjoying the podcast. Um, it's something new for us. If you've got any feedback, we'd love to hear it. Um, please hit subscribe. Please share with your friends, family. Give them something to, to pass 20 minutes, uh, and we'll catch you next time. Stay safe, everyone. See you, guys.